Hello and welcome to the Learning and Development podcast, where today we're talking about disc styles and we're joined with Cadence, who's going to share with us about her profile as being a D profile. So welcome Cadence, thank you for joining us. Do you want to give us a um, background into your role and what you do here at Wilson James? So I'm Head of Communications for Wilson James um, and I have kind of a dual function within the business. I help coordinate a lot of internal messaging and comms uh, to different audiences internally and I also uh, facilitate our external market-facing PR, media and client engagement comms. So, Cadence, you're a D style. Yeah, so kind of solidly, as it turns out. <laughs> Can you talk to us about your dot positioning on the dot on the disc wheel? I am out on the edge, which means I'm about as extreme as you can get. It transpires, which was a bit of a learning curve, but not at all surprising when I found out about it. It helped clarify a few things. Excellent. So, a real strong inclination for being the D um, dominant style there. Very much so. So let's talk about a day in the life of being you, being a D style. So first of all, what are your strengths and qualities that you bring? So um, interestingly, if you look at what motivates a D style, it's all about getting uh, getting results, um, taking action and offering challenges. And then when you delve into it a little bit more, everyone has some shading elements to their disc profile. And what came out in mind is that I also have a really keen desire to generate enthusiasm. And when you think about what my role is, Um, This tracks for me really perfectly. You're presented a challenge, you have to take some kind of action, you have to get and measure results, and you have to bring people on that journey with you. And if you think of any comms plan or comms strategy or project or campaign, each of those is a role that's kind of embraced on that. So for me, whether it's um, managing a specific campaign or supporting our operations or client with a specific project, almost any step in that tracks just some element of what motivates me as a D profile. So what would you say your greatest fears are as a D-star? Oh, okay. I have a crippling fear of failure. <laughs> um, and I, I really have a fear of being responsible for something that I don't have a role in participating with. I mean, the worst thing you could make me do is make me responsible for something without putting me in charge of it. If you put me in charge of it, but you also hold me accountable, I will own the success or the failure of that project, but I have a really hard time um, being put in charge of something if I've not been able to to guide it or have input into it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really have a sense of fear if I'm not able to have that kind of input, not to say control over it. I I can be a bit of a control freak. (laughs) Okay. So what would you like others to know about you? So... This kind of relates to the last question. I think something that people really need to know about the D profile um, is, is to understand our motivations. We come across as very dominant, very bossy, um, really, really kind of regimented. But I think it's important for people to realize that, for at least for me, but for a lot of other people, if you look at the profile, it's not actually about being in charge. That's not what motivates us. What we're actually trying to do is be efficient. We're trying to achieve a goal or an outcome. And the actions or the, the behaviors that we manifest are in aid of that. Mm-hmm. It's not about telling people what to do. It's about getting a project out the door so that we can move on to the next thing. Um, the other thing you need to know is that Ds like me sometimes have some weird soft spots. Mm-hmm. And we can actually... Um, struggle with some confidence in certain things, particularly if we have felt undermined or if we've not felt like we've been able to have input into a project. 
We have very strong points of view, but that tends to be because that we feel very honestly and passionately about those things. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing you need to know about Dee's, or at least again Dee's like me, is we don't have a poker face. So these are kind of two sides of the same coin. What you see is very much what you get. We'll be very upfront about what it is we're trying to achieve and why we try to get there. We cannot hide our emotions to save our lives. Um, so, but that means that we're really honest. And we, um, that can sometimes come across as being blunt or being brusque or things that are unattractive. And knowing that is really good. But again, the best way to get along with the D is to really try to understand what is their intention? What are they trying to achieve? And if it's a good intention, then you know that their intentions themselves are good. And you can go with them on their aggressive little journey a bit better. And I think that's a really great point there because we've spoken before about the whole perception versus reality. Mm -hmm. You know, people might see you as you said they're bossy. Sometimes we get a D described as um, arrogant, but really the reality of it is that you just want to achieve that goal and you just want to get that task done, working at that pace. Yeah, very much so. So, are there any other ways that other styles can relate to you better? I would say communicate, and that's something that maybe we could go into when you talk about um, the individual working relationships. I don't know if you want to go to kind of different um, kinds of personality types, but yeah. that might okay. be so helpful. If we, so if we think about the other DISC styles then, mm -hmm. just have tell us what works well for you and what you find more difficult. Um, if we start with the I style? Yeah, so I've got some notes. <laughs> um, there's actually some interesting overlap in I styles with enthusiasm and wanting to work quickly. We both have that kind of innate sort of desire, but I's tend to get okay with getting sidetracked or glomming on another aspect of a project to something and that's my very idea of hell because I don't want to lose focus and I don't want to lose track. But eyes um, along with some other profile types bring really important secondary soft skills to the table which is something that I'm not very good at. And so understanding that second sphere of influence and the things that they think about as a, that are secondary to me, um, if we combine efforts in the right way, you'll get a better result. So. Sure. I think that's another case where um, they pri also prioritize relationships a little yep. bit more effectively than I do. I just tend to think in terms of getting it done and getting it efficient. They are much better at making sure that people are, are cared for and are brought along on that journey, which again, if I want to achieve a successful outcome is actually really important and yeah. something I should be better at. Okay. What about our S style? Oh, so um, S styles tend to emphasize stability and harmony. Um, and they're really key to ensuring the success of plans. And what S-styles are incredibly good at that I'm very bad at is compromise. Mm -hmm. And that's because they can really build coalitions and collaboration. Um, and again, you need that to succeed. That's really, really important. Um, so again, for me, the, where I come back to communication is, is, is checking my own worst impulses sometimes and just thinking about wait a minute, what is it that they are trying to achieve? In the same way that I would like people to think about the motivations of my personality type, I think my personality type needs to be more thoughtful in considering, uh, considering the motivations of people around them because what they're trying to achieve is just as important as my highly important uh, checklist. Sure. So, okay. they, so they, bring, they bring that element of compromise that is really important to bringing people on the emotional journey of achieving a result. Yeah. 
And what about our C style? So C's are actually like the group of people where it turns out I have the most friends, which is really weird mm. because C's tend to be very methodical and they are very process oriented. And on paper, that's fabulous. And in practice, it's so aggravating <laughs> because they are going to work through whatever it is that they need to work through and they're going to do it right and they're gonna do it in their time. And then there's me on the sidelines being like, oh my God, hurry up, we just need to get there. It's not that hard. But checking my own worst impulses, I think D's and C's working together is actually a bit of a dream team when it comes to forward risk planning and mitigation. Because if you give a C the space and the time to go through their process, they'll probably find problems or they'll find errors or they'll, they'll find gaps. And my personality type is really good at solving problems. So if I work with a C and they bring me a list of problems, I will go out and I will bring them the solutions. So if you pair us up in the right way, um, you might find that we've saved you a lot of headaches down the line. Um, but again, for me, that's about communication. Um, the thing that I think I'm really good at, and a lot of Ds are, is again, if you could, we think we're right. We always think we're right. But if you convince us that we're wrong, that your way is right, if you make us believe that, we're in, and we will advocate for you. And if you communicate well with us to say, if, if you're uh, a C and you say, I need this to complete a task, we're a good person to have on your side to go out and get it. If you're an I and you say, oh, this is something I really want to do, but I don't have a plan of how to achieve it, we will sit down with you and we will help you make a plan. Mm -hmm. So I think that even though we, dominance is a really big part of D's, um, that doesn't mean that we should be in charge or even that we necessarily want to be in charge and the top dog all the time. Mostly what really motivates us is, again, achieving an outcome. So if you partner with us in the right way, we will help you achieve your goals just as much as we will want yeah. to achieve ours. And how do you find working with other Ds? So, a little bit stressful, but again, that comes down to communication, I think. Um, because you're dealing with personality types who are both trying to achieve a goal, um, where the stress comes in is when those seem to be clashing or in tension with one another. But again, communication, really honest, good communication about what goals we're trying to achieve and how we can help one another will help um, diffuse a lot of stubbornness which seems to come out in those relationships. We both want to fight our corner and again that tends to be because we're honest, we have a lot of integrity and we think what we're doing is the right thing to do. The only way to overcome that is, is to explain to us when we're wrong and get us on side and if you do, we'll it, do, it doesn't matter if I'm wrong. If you've proved to me that my point of view is wrong, I will throw my whole weight behind yours to help you achieve the goal that you've told me is the right thing to do. And that's just as true with other Ds as it is for other personality types. But if you don't do that, there's a lot of stubbornness that comes in the room. Butting heads. A little bit. So in a meeting setting, what role do you play thinking about your DISC style? So what I'm really good at doing, um, and what a lot of Ds are good at doing, is offering challenge, and particularly when it comes to challenging assumptions. Because our goal is to have a specific kind of outcome, we, we will get frustrated if things or ideas are presented that don't seem to achieve that outcome. So where that can flip on its head is if someone come, says, we want to achieve X, Y, Z, and we're going to do A, B, C to get there. But in my mind, I don't see how those two connect in any way. That's a challenge that I will raise. Or I will always ask people to go back to be thoughtful about the outcome. How does this achieve our ultimate goal? 
And sometimes it's going to be those softer skills that is actually really, really important, and I might not always be aware of that at the first instance. But again, deployed in the right way, I might save the business some time or some money because we won't be, I can keep people from getting sidetracked um, and go down rabbit holes, which might seem like great ideas or really fun to do, but don't actually bring us a step closer towards our intended outcome. Um, the other thing I'm really good at doing, um, and this comes back to some of the things that I referenced, is I think that D's, because we are more dominant, um, the downside of that is that we can talk too much. The upside of that is that if, we, if we're thoughtful, we can actually amplify other voices in the room. So if there's someone in the room who has a good idea, and I'm convinced that it's a good idea, or I believe it's the right thing to do, but they're having trouble making their voices heard, I will make an effort to make sure that that perspective is amplified because I think that it's important. It has to do with that, um, that outcome-focused kind of motivation. Yeah. So. While I can pick holes in things, sometimes less effectively than I would wish, um, I also think that personality types like mine, when deployed correctly, can amplify the perspectives that don't get as much airtime as a result. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. And, and finally, when you think about your D style, hmm. can you describe to us what your ideal office environment would look like? So, this was actually doing the disc profile was really cool because it made me think about this really for the first time. And when you are outcome-focused, the thing that's important to me, it turns out reading through all of my descriptions, <laughs> is that I need to be given the tools to do my job. And I also want to give other people the tools to do their job. So I've been thinking a lot about office styles and layouts because we, t we live in an age where it seems to be either or. You've got people who are contained in cubicles or offices or you have open plan. But I think that different kinds of working requires different ways of working. So in, in a perfect office style, I would have the ability to collaborate in an open plan with lots of people, but if there's something that needs to get done, or there's a priority, or there's a, t there's a project with a tight turnaround, having a space to go either by myself or with only the people who need to be involved in that and not the whole of the office is really important. So I think my ideal office space would be a place where a lot of different work environments are built in so that different ways of working could all be considered in the same area and that I and my colleagues could go where we need to go within, again, a, a contained space, but could go where we need to go to be the most effective and efficient at our jobs. I'm still evolving my ideas on this one though, so I might not have this one right. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Cadence. Brilliant. So that is the end of our um, podcast, our end of our questions um, today. So thank you very much for sharing your D profile with us. Thanks for having me.